Hey guys, this is Gabe. You are about to hear two hours of the Twitter space that we did after Louisville took the L to Ole Miss. There was a lot of upset fans, a lot of Chris and I being very upset. It took us a while, but we finally got the tape and we're going to share it for you here. Thanks to everyone who joined us at the height. We had like 250, almost 300 folks on the Twitter space. It was tremendous and we'll do it again soon. So enjoy and we'll have another pod up shortly hopefully later this week we'll see go cards coming to you from inside the waterson expressway it's the only podcast that misses cahoots this is what high school did you go to with your hosts chris hatfield and gabe diverge chris i think you gotta you gotta unmute but i think we're we're here yeah, we're good to go now. We're we're good to go now, Chris. Uh, wow, uh, I just sent the tweet out. If you guys, if you guys want to do us a favor, we got we got quite a few already. If you want to do us a favor, send out a tweet, uh, share the share the link. Um, let's uh, let's talk this shit through. Even though we're here at the eighteen yard line, probably going to score a touchdown. I have a feeling just because uh, <laughs> Ole Miss is playing soft ass D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris, how, how how are you feeling, bro? How how are you feeling right now? Let me crack open this beer. I'll let you hear it. Crack, let me. You know what? Let me let me go grab a beer, Chris. Uh, this Necessary is a, this is a beer this conversation. Night. Yeah. This is, this is um, a beer night. So what's happening here? is what you're going to hear people use as redeemable like commentary about this game. Louisville's making a good drive here. Um, they've figured some few things out here in the third or fourth quarter, and people are going to use that to aid some type of agenda to make you think that this was, you know, some type of positive experience. Right. But right. we need to be completely crystal clear tonight that you come out from the jump and you look completely unprepared from, completely the very, from the very, very beginning. They're probably going to score a touchdown here. I'm on a delay. You may be ahead of me. They may have already scored a touchdown. Uh, no, they haven't scored. I, I mean, they might have because I'm, I'm behind. It's second and goal okay. now. Malik just lost to maybe a yard on a sort of a scramble here, which everyone knew was coming just because that's the way it's gone. Yeah, and it's like it's it's that same type of stuff that we talked about last season and that we went into this game saying, hey, let's see what happens here. And there's just not anything different. And that's that's the most aggravating thing is like all this definitely all this is just a repeat that that's all it is, really. And and listen, I, I got so many so so many tweets after the first two or three drives, Louisville Twitter is overreacting. Louisville, Louisville Twitter is freaking out. Everybody just chill out. It, it, it's it's not overreacting when you're seeing the same things that we saw all last season happening. Those are things that should have been changed immediately. They weren't new issues. They weren't like, oh, that's weird. It wasn't. It wasn't weird things happening. It was. The same look, <laughs> tight ends getting open, people getting open down the seams. How many times did that app happen last season? It was literally running the ball on first and 10, second and nine, second, third and eight. Like, like it's the oh, same and third and 12. Exact, and you're running a you're running a quarterback, like a power uh, quarterback just, run into the short side of the field. Like, and what? go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I, I, I interrupt I, I, you. Listen, 
no, no, you're fine. We're just talking this out because I don't even know where to begin. I'm so mad in so many places. I should have taken notes because I'm so mad in so many different situations. Um, The 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 way the way that we came into this to this game, the way that we pretended like it was going to be different. Um, I'm going to be frank. The way that the media accepted all the excuses we got all summer, like it was just perfectly fine. Uh, The way that Scott Satterfield literally threw Malik Cunningham under the bus to a, to a sideline reporter in the middle of a game had the balls to do that after this, like laying a goddamn shit stain in Atlanta, Georgia and you're going to blame the the you're going to blame the quarterback that you don't have the balls to protect with a decent play calling well uh what, I, what I just, i'll say I, about I, I that can't what even, I, what, I can't even i can't even i got so many things. go ahead go ahead what i will say about that though is if you're going to make those statements that's one thing but if you're going to make those statements and pull him exactly exactly hey, you, you exactly. recruited both of the people behind him so bring the people in that are your players, quote unquote, and put them in the game. If you're going to publicly, I, I don't have as much of a problem with that as you. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of it, but I appreciate the frankness of any coach to tell me what's on their mind and to tell the media to that. Yeah, There's something to be gained from that. That's but fair. But if, if you're going to do that, then put your guy in. Everybody behind the depth chart of Malik Cunningham is your guy players you recruited so go put those guys in and you don't have anything to lose and i mean the uh, there's points that i come back to i talked about the 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 quarterback run into the short side of the field on third and 12 when it was right. like a 16-0 right. game or whatever it was the 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 kick that should have been an onside kick but it was a pooch kick to the 20-yard line that absolutely did nothing <laughs> and like the, the thing that frustrates you most is in in stretches and periods uh, times of the game the defense looked okay they looked improved they they you know they battled they did things that were positive but there was no offensive identity and no, i know that you've lost all. i know that you've lost wide receivers but don't tell me through an entire summer that God damn, this offensive line is great. This is the strength of our team. Best offensive line I've seen. And then not be able to run the ball against one of the weakest front weakest seven. And, and, weakest. and not power f- in the SEC. V- I, I, Vandy had like 400 yards on these dudes. Like it, this, we're not, we're not, we're not being like, we're not just saying that just to say that. Like, like it, this is legitimate. Um, it, it just, oh my God. I, I don't know. Keep going. Keep going. You're fine. No, I mean you said the exact same that I'm uh, exact same thing that I am saying mm-hmm. is that you know I I've listened to a lot of old Miss people that have talked about you know well the secondary could improve they could be better right. but you going through an entire off season and saying man the offensive line is the strength of this team and you believing that and mm-hmm. then not being yeah. able to run the ball right. against truly what I would view as you know, second to worst front seven in the SEC and one of the worst in, in power five. And you still right. can't run the ball against it. That's a problem. It's either a problem because one, you didn't believe what you were saying. That's a problem. Or two, you believed it and you evaluated that poorly and you were that wrong and you misjudged the talent that badly that you still couldn't do it. No so, question. No question. I, What I want to do is figure out how we move the conversation forward of this is happening. Okay, what now? Because we'll sit here and talk in circles about how how much this sucks. But where do we advance the conversation to? 
Great, great points. I, I want to thank really quickly before he gets, I want to thank everyone who's on here. I, I think we're going to be able to record this and, and put it on the pod feed. Um, but there's quite a few folks in here. I want to thank everybody. And if you want to, uh, you want to share the the space out, I would appreciate that as well. I definitely want to get some folks in here already getting, already getting our boy, little nut Rodney's already requesting, but I want to answer your question before we get to that. Um, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we get to the point where we're, I, I don't know, man, like we, we got to let this dude go, you know, like I think that's the only way. To yeah, but that's, I, I don't, I don't but, see, but I don't you know see that, how Vince that, Tyree watches. Go ahead. I, I just don't know how realistic and attainable that is. And yeah, you know, this season post COVID and the world that we are, You're and that's a right. whole nother, that's a whole nother real life athletic issue. You're probably program. Right. I, like, I, I, I said that completely <laughs> athletic program issue. Let's, let's backtrack on that. Um, but that's a whole nother thing. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit more. We can bring some people on and for, know, for, go back fourth and, and forth, goal, but. fourth and goal right here before, before we bring, I'm going to bring Rodney up, but I, I just really want it really quickly. Uh, as you tweeted out and I retweeted it, it there's a lot of people I, 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 I mostly respect the Louisville media. OK, uh, just just got a touchdown here. So so now it's going to be 17 to 36. Um, this dog, they keep showing this goddamn dog. This is uh, pretty, pretty awesome. That's kind of legit. It's kind of legit, honestly. Um, I, I just really want to. I. <laughs> We we spent all offseason. Listen, you know Scott Satterfield do, does this interview with with South Carolina. He, um, you know, it, it upsets Louisville fans. He comes back hat in hand, and I I, I just. I respect our media. I, 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 I respect the folks who, who, you know, they want to tell a story, you know, of, of this, of this team. I, I think we, I think they sometimes get, get burned more than they should. Um, but, but the willingness by folks, um, in, in the, both like the written press and the radio, et cetera, to completely take Scott Satterfield at his word at every juncture since he literally lied to your face three times in like two weeks um, was pretty downright ridiculous. I thought it was ridiculous then. I, I, and, and it's obviously coming to bear now. And the the fact that we were willing to accept everything this guy said about the defense, about how differently they would play, um, how uh you know he he's he's building a house in oldham county chris and <laughs> and just we're, we're so willing to buy back into this fraudulent just just charade so easily when nothing was changing they lost their three most important offensive players outside of malik cunningham you know um and and just accept that this was going to be good and this was that 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 you know it was going to be a lot better is almost as ridiculous as the Lamar. This, this offense will be better without Lamar that, that I don't think everyone bought into, but I think a lot of folks bought into, um, I, I just, I, I, I really think that some folks need to look themselves in the mirror and admit that they were wrong on this and they wanted to be happy with this football program. But the reality is that Scott Satterfield probably is not the right fit for this program moving forward. And we can talk about, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about the, the, the money situation, but um, I'm, I'm just frustrated by a, by a media that I think has always had the fans, um, the fans in mind, even when it's, well, when it's been not the best thing to do. Here's, um, I, I here's just what I'll frustrated. say. Go well, ahead, go ahead. Here's what I'll say about what you're saying is 
the the things that you're you're mentioning are kind of a deeper conversation into uh, louisville and lexington being a college market only and not a pro market and kind of the reception that it gets from the media because people have certain not all people but there are certain people that have agendas to serve because they need access and that's what they want Mm -hmm. they're not going to say certain things of course that's that's the reality of the situation i i've been haven't been too close but but i've been close enough right. to to know that that dog is freaking awesome that's going to be an absolute <laughs> meme i just saw it um, Shout out to the dog. that dude the absolute that, that dude just this. clapping his hands the old guy the the cardo polo that's perfect the absolute let's, highlight let's, of this <laughs> let's bring somebody on let's bring up let's rodney let people let's let people talk let's bring a few people on Let, let's let's bring up can. rodney we'll, we'll do one at a time uh rodney should be coming up any second now rodney can you hear us yeah y'all got me we got you. We got you, man. All right. Two things real quick. One, you are spitting, so I don't want to take too long, but I want to touch on what you were just saying because that was absolute facts. We've been fed a bunch of bullshit, and it's been the same people putting it down our throats this entire summer when we know Scott Satterfield is a liar. He lied through his teeth. He lied to Vince. He didn't just lie to us. He lied to Vince. He lied to Vince. Good point. Good he point. lied to Vince. So the fact that we're just going to take him at his word, after everything he's saying this season is crazy. We're supposed to believe in that this defense is supposed to be vastly improved. All right, what are we looking at? 40 points halfway through the third quarter. We're supposed to believe in that this offense line is supposed to be crazy improved. What are we doing right now? We can't run the ball for shit. So the fact that, you know, these it's the same people over and over in the media that want to keep telling us they want to put the bullshit down our throats. I'll say it. it's state of Louisville. It's uh, our, um, it's our ESPN 680 guys. It's rummage. It's Maven. I mean, it's, it's fucking, it's flowers from those guys consistently. And none of those guys are willing to tell us the truth. And I'm going to let y'all get back to it. Second thing is hashtag sat out S A T T O U T. We need to get trended on Louisville immediately. We're fucking over this dude. <laughs> like this is, this guy doesn't want to be here. Why do we need this guy? Like, if he's winning, it's one thing. He doesn't want to be here. Winning, That's one thing. I will he, get he, over his bullshit if he's winning games. He doesn't even want to be here. Why are we? He doesn't want to be here. That's fair. Stay here when he doesn't want to be here. Y'all are killing it. Take it back over. Get me out of here. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Right? <laughs> Thanks, man. Awesome. Um, no, man, you know, like, you know, I, I, I can't speak to everything he said, but I, I you know, I, I understand the frustration. I just want to really quickly, Chris, I want to say we've got like 135 people listen. Um, so, this, yeah, it's great. so thank you for everyone. Um, you know, we will we, we will keep bringing it. We got it. We got another any, anything to say about Rodney before we we um, will bring on the next the next dude. No, man, just let people talk and, and get their frustration out and we can. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, CV, we're, we're bringing you up, dog. Uh, any second now, you, you'll come on in. Uh, you should be on. You should be on. If you unmute, I think you're good. Oh, well, all right. First of all, we just gave up another goddamn touchdown. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. I just looked up. Yeah, I just saw it. 40 <laughs> yard bomb. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Um, Wait flag never mind how about how about that brian brown defense everybody Wait, okay flag it's, flag it's coming back it's coming, it's coming back. back back we're good but what do you got to say cv hit it hit us sunbelt scott that's all i gotta say <laughs> sunbelt scott <laughs> sunbelt scott absolutely send him uh, back listen to it, it's it's true i've heard it said by several people the, the man is and and literally we saw it on the athletic chris we we saw it in the athletic this summer where coaches around the ac were saying this man is playing like he's still in the group of five he is that's coach. something i wanted to get to Please, here in a bit get to it get to it now we got cv i think thank, thanks a lot for that man uh but get, get to it now 
No, I mean, that, and that's like out of all the off-season publications that are done, the thing that I pay the most attention to is like the anonymous coaches thing. No question. And that uh, that stood out a lot to me, and it really didn't get a lot of conversation. I saw a few people mention it, but when you have – a lot of coaches talking about anonymous, anonymously how they really don't know what the identity of Louisville football is. And we're heading into year three. That really should have, and that was that a poor was, job by even us. Like, yeah. that, that, should have, that should have sent off a lot more of alarm bells than it did because these are dudes just talking on the record, you know, saying that – sat they, they they don't even know what the dude's doing like <laughs> that was a good point by you to bring that up 522 yards of uh, by uh, of Ole Miss um and you know like I thought at times again I'll say it I think at times the defense has been good enough but this is squarely on the offense for me I mean 36 points seven minutes through the quarter they put up 41 not ideal, but you thought that Louisville could have put up maybe 30 and, you know, been in the game. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. I, like, like you said, this is not, this is, we're, we're not, we're not talking about like, this is a team that, that Vanderbilt was able to, to score and run on. And, and like we said at the top, at the top of here's a touchdown here. Um, so, so yeah, almost just now scored. Um, here's the thing. This is, this is not just a team. Um, the, the the end of the game stats are going to look okay. They're not going to look horrendous. Um, but this is a team that Vandy was able to to keep up with. They they let up thirty eight points a game last season. And yes, even if you're saying it's going to be a marginal difference, okay, this is an offensively minded. Uh, offensively minded football team. You should score 30 points. You should, you should, you should, can I ask you, can I, please go ahead. Can I ask you something? Then we'll bring can someone I, up. I yeah. know where you, I know where you are in your headspace. Um, <laughs> so the answer may be a very quick answer, but in all seriousness, do you believe that Scott Satterfield is a good coach in a bad spot or just not a good coach at all? Um, I think, I think he's probably a decent coach in a bad spot. I think that's okay. fair. I, I I I don't think he fits here, and that's fine. But I I I'm not afraid to say he's he could succeed somewhere. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, That's well, a good question. Because, because uh, well, what I just I just think about, you know, I think about that first season. But now, technically, if you want to be very technical about it, we have more data points to the negative than we do to the positive. Definitely. But that but that first season was such an overachievement. I, you know, that I don't know. No, no. I, I'm not going to sit here sit here and talk d- defend him, man. <laughs> but it, it, it does does make one ponder um, how quickly it could just got out of hand like it is that we're seeing tonight definitely but yeah i'm, I'm gonna go bring, ahead we want to bring I'm someone, bring else someone up, right? up um I'm, I'm gonna bring up I, i'm john is john linder has been trying to he, he dm me to to try and get on i invited him to speak let's see if this works uh john you should just get a, a notification and accept it um We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that works for Jaws. It's like, hey, how do I get out on this? Uh, if not, we'll we'll yeah. bring up someone else. Uh, I believe non fungible taco man was was the next one. Um, what a great name! I know this order is like getting weird, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he was next. Uh, I think you're on, dude. Come on, come on in. Can you hear us? Oh no. 
No, didn't work. Okay. Sometimes you have to press the mic on button in the left hand corner. So if that request is still there, yeah, hit the the request is gone, but hit it again, and I'll bring you up next time. I'm bringing up uh, the NFL draft capitalists. Uh, Come on up, brother. (laughs) Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? We can hear you. We can hear you. Give us what. Give us what you're trying to say. All right. Well, I'll try to keep it quick because no, you all again fine. been doing a fantastic job. But uh, you were mentioning pieces from the Athletic, and uh, another bit of damning evidence against Satterfeld was a recent piece where they put out about just recruiting in the state of Kentucky. And yeah. I get it; Kentucky's not going to be a major powerhouse hotbed for football. But you got to think, oh, maybe a top 15, 20 guy in Kentucky might be a little bit better than, you know, a top 300 player out of Florida or something of else. Course. Which, And that's not something that's just been on Satterfeld. That's been something that Louisville's been doing shit since Petrino his first time. But it just the lack of care in state. Uh, the lack of creativity calling plays, which I don't know if that's a Malik thing or if that's a Satterfeld thing as well, because it seems okay. like every yeah. other play calling read option, read option, short dump off punt. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. I'm no, now, I, let, <laughs> he's calling. No, no, like, let, uh, let me, he's played NCAA 14. <laughs> Let me let me really quickly speak to what you said about about the, the Kentucky stuff, the Kentucky recruiting, because I I'm glad you mentioned that article. Article we mentioned it a little bit on the last pod. I think there's probably a lot of people on here don't listen to the podcast all the time, which is okay. I respect it, but you know, subscribe. What high school did you go to? I, I think we're we're kind of getting we're kind of blowing up a little bit tonight, which is fun. Um, but I really want to speak to this because it's it, listen, it, it's fine. And, and Keith Wynn, who's who's football takes I really respect is kind of pointing out that a lot of the guys out of Kentucky haven't been huge players in college football it's not like they've missed on massive people outside of Rondell Moore really but um having that presence means something but having that presence means something but here's the thing though Chris is is what I said then and what I'll say now and I I don't know if our, our boy in NFL draft kind of agrees is you can't have it both ways you can't both I'm gonna skip out on recruiting at male recruiting at Trinity recruiting at the powerhouses all around the state and then also like go up against Tulane in East Carolina for like three star recruits around the country, you know, like you <laughs> yeah. can't, it, it can't be both sides is, is like sort of yeah. my take on that. And it's just, it's an, it's super embarrassing to me. Oh, look, like they've got the dog on ESPN now, like abs, Abby, that dog Abby, is going to be Abby is the anointed dog. <laughs> just the, the, the queen of this show, but I'm sorry. Like that was ultimate like internet things. Oh my God, a dog. Um, but no, <laughs> it's, it's, you, you can't have it both ways. And Sad's just like, he's making excuses in so many places. You're seeing it tonight where he blaming He's blaming his quarterback for issues that are a hundred percent his. And I, I don't, I don't quite know. I don't know where this goes for him. Like, listen, I, if I'm if I'm Vince Tyre and I hear him blaming Malik, like he Vince Tyre, I'm guessing is at this game. Maybe he's got the TV on in the background in his suite. Maybe he's in this in this Twitter space listening to some fans be really upset. Uh, that's highly doubtful. Um, but 
you you can't be happy with this and 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 just like all the excuses that almost tells you that he knows that he's really fucked up <laughs> can i please can i get to my my personal vendetta here please please because i thanks I, for have, this I have a, yeah thank, thanks for coming on man um i have a bit of a personal vendetta here and i am sick and tired of people treating scott satterfield the way they have treated him versus Chris Mack. <laughs> like that's, and we've, we have talked about that on the podcast. Like if you want to say things about, you know, you think Chris Mack's an asshole, you're not happy with the system, yada, 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 whatever. We have been critical of the dude. Also in year two, the man had the number one overall team in the country, had a team that was, you know, trending five, right. four seed in the right. NCAA tournament and was taken away from him. And people love to project, project, let me try that again, project <laughs> what they thought that team was going to be and then kind of put that on Chris Mack. You have seen significantly more success and you should. Don't, don't get me wrong. You should have immensely higher standards for the basketball team than you should for the football team. But that is something that has rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I, I appreciate I know it. I'm, it's glad, a, I'm glad you mentioned it. I know it's I know it's a personality thing. I know people like sad. He's this guy from North Carolina. Sensible salad, Chris. Think, Sensible salad. And they think they think Chris Mack is not a very kind person. But my goodness, the way the guy has been betrayed in the media by some has just been ridiculous. And that's a conversation that we can have for a podcast. We talked about all that stuff, but no, I wanted to bring that up because it was, it wasn't, it's an app time to do so. So, yeah, I absolutely respect that. I, I, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, I've never understood, excuse me. Like, I think, uh, I think it was, um, I think it was Mike Rutherford did like a surveys, like where the fan base was. And for some reason there was like, more positivity on Scott Satterfield than Chris Mack. And listen, I, I think that's more of the, about the expectations and the feelings of a fan base and um, how important basketball is to Louisville. Um, so I understand it that be. it should be, but I, I just like, if all things are equal, I, I don't understand how people were okay with what's happened um, with this football program, but let's um, let's bring someone else up. Um, I believe the sh- uh, Rudy Gobert trash was uh, was up next. Let's bring him up. Um, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, you can unmute and 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 hit us up. Speak your mind, brother. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna make this quick. <laughs> I didn't like the Chris Mack hiring from day one. Okay, it wasn't gonna work. It, we've we've seen how it's kind of. We've seen how it's turned out in the last few years. We look like we're going for rock bottom. Just watching him on the sideline, this guy has some of the worst body language I've ever seen. Like he he just looks like he he looks like he knows that he 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 just looks lost out there. And I would just like I just want to know what you have to say about that because if it was the players out there looking like that you know how that would be talked about. So oh, that's- uh, yeah, w- which, uh, which, which I will say, and here's Malik scoring again, who's, who's uh, it's all on him. Right. Um, but I, I will say, I did notice Andy Sweeney mentioned that um, Malik, when Malik got absolutely drilled, um, I think it was like three or four drives ago and no one came and picked him up. Um, 
you know, it, it, I don't know, man. And that's, and I, I think some of the issues that, that those things can be coaching and just like, you know, you're just not doing a very good job of inspiring people. And here we go. Limping Malik. We, we couldn't even make it one game without limping Malik. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, are we going to lose this? No, we're going to lose this under, aren't we? Uh, it's in danger. It's 66 right now. I don't think we'll, we'll quite get there. Um, but, but to his point, to the, to the Satterfield body language, I've actually, that's something I've noticed. I, it kind of follows suit with some of the players when they got down, you know, 16, Oh, I saw a lot of like heads down Definitely. and things like that. And I, I really think that, that that's just something that kind of follows suit from Satterfield. Like he's got to set all the these things, extent, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and yeah. all these things that, that, you know, Gabe just talked about where he was putting Malik out kind of the dry in the halftime speech that by itself isn't as much of a problem. But when you pile that on of him coming after JV and Hawkins last season, can't do that. Yeah. About yep. uh, great point, Chris. It, I'm glad you brought that it's up. Those things, it's those things in combination. It's that repeated thing of not taking ownership of the problem. And that man, that, that reflects on the players, especially in kind of where we are right now in 2021, like where all that shit's out in the media, like they feel that. And it, I, you know, you can see him wearing that burden right now. <laughs> no question. I, I agree. Hey, anything else, man? I appreciate you, you hopping up. Uh, no. Yeah. That, that'll <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Yep, uh, me on. Uh, have a good one. Um, uh, really quick. I want to do two things, Chris, before we bring up, I think it's going to be Paul. Paul was next up. Um, I don't know if you've seen these the, some of the some of the players uh, giving sort of their 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 takes on some of the formal seen formal it here and there yeah seen it here and there we had um, we had James Hearns um, who said man I don't know what to say what happened after we left we were the number three in the country in 2016 batting out with Clemson uh, et cetera et cetera uh, Jaquay Savage rec- re- uh, replying to him fam it's the recruiting period and then our boy uh, the <laughs> the big ticket. Uh, um, hit hidden hidden the uh, the exclamation points. Um, uh, and just three former players, and then also Brett Murphy uh, tweeting out the the message board geniuses, um, which is just all these twenty four seven Cardinal Authority post Malik can go to. Um, <laughs> oh, he's God. a small time coach over his head. They call it Peter Principal. He's done. Uh, what a shit show. And uh, he should have already been gone. Oh my God, we are this bad. Uh, so it was a quite quite a fun time. <laughs> was there was there a point tonight that you knew right away that it was going to get to where we're at right now? Um, what point was that? I think it was probably the. I, I think it was probably just the play calling, the two drives. Like I was like yeah. I was upset about the defense and how easily it, it happened on that first drive, but I was willing. But to, then you get the three and out, the second and the yeah. The then second you got the drive, second drive. It's like okay, back, I, and you're I, like okay. I I, re, I tweeted. I was like, oh, great adjustment that time, awesome. And um, but then just the just the play calling, Chris. It, it really is. It just when you're when you're down. It, 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 and he just doesn't change. He just doesn't change anything about the play calling, and it just doesn't feel like we're in a position to succeed. And Ole Miss just. I mean, when this game mattered, 
Um, you know, I don't think they're, they're giving their all anymore. And they're just, they were getting pressure with three whenever the hell with they that wanted. Slant, and then they were getting that slam whenever, <sighs> just they, wanted, whenever like, they wanted, whenever they wanted. And it was just like the tight end with against Miami last year. Like whenever they wanted those options, yep. they were there. Yep. And those are like the things that drive you insane. And you're like, okay, absolutely right fireball fence. Absolutely. This is you. obviously happening and it's happening again and again and again, and again and again. Yeah. Okay. Let, Before I get too fucking mad again, let's let's bring someone else up and they can. Let's they bring up Paul and please, please, please hit the request. You know, uh, if if you want to hop in, you know, I'm enjoying this. This is fun. Uh, Paul, go ahead. I think you're good. All right, guys, you got me. Yeah, we got you, Paul. All right, man. Love the pod. Uh, appreciate you appreciate guys having us on. Um, I got a couple points. I'll try to make them as quick as I can. Hopefully, I'm no, no, no. Right. Take your time. You don't. You don't need to rush. We we, we number take one. Your time. Number one hashtag sat out. Get a trending <laughs> world fun. Uh, number two. Um, I think you. I think you mentioned it on the pod last week, but like, I think he's been figured out, man. The offense yeah. has been figured out. Yeah. Um, if I got to see another run on second and ten, I'm gonna freaking like I don't turn the game off. I guess. <laughs> like I'm trying like I, I don't know how like I, I'm, I was a basketball guy so like I always compare it to like taking a three-pointer with your foot on the line like it's been proven sure. by every analytics person ever that running the ball in second and ten is like the worst thing you can do yet we do it constantly uh number two you're the you're uh the head coach or the offensive guy and you have a whole offseason to prepare for the worst defense in power five last year. And this is what, uh, what happens. I think that's a pure indictment. And, 100%. Uh, uh, Oh, another one. Uh, when have we ever been the most physical team on the field under Satterfield? Ever? <laughs> Great point. Yeah. And that's, that's something that we talked about when we were doing our season predictions that we couldn't even fathom yeah. picking a win against a team like Boston College no. or picking a win against a team like Kentucky 100%. because of how physical oh they are. Like, can, Kentucky's going to do whatever they want with us, and I think that's like, it's going to be It's going to be another 60-point game. It's not even a question. They, yeah, like, they're, they're going to score as many as they want. They're going to run for as many as they want, and that's going to be the worst part. And at la- last, last one, who – who do who do we want to see when we hopefully <laughs> <laughs> like I don't, I hate to be that guy but do we do we try to make another run at Brom do we go for Ragone or or uh, I like the Marcus Freeman from Notre Dame I don't know what do we do Ragone feels right uh, I think I'm Rag- just gonna say Ragone feels right. <laughs> I'll just slam you guys for saying Taper going. I got other people in mind. Come I'm on, sure man. there are other people, but it's just if you don't think Vince is going to Luke Fickle, uh, get Luke Fickle ain't Fickle coming. Luke come. Fickle ain't coming. Luke, yeah, but throw the bag at least. Yeah, what bag, bro? <laughs> what yeah, bag? that's a good point, and that's that's what I want to get on to get that, on. Yeah, that's the whole other conversation that we got too. COVID conversation with money, and that's enough. That you're going to make me mad about Satterfield again that he made. I, th- I think everyone yeah. kind of agrees that the South Carolina thing was probably a halfway wanting to go home thing, halfway a play for money. And he did it while we laid off half our athletic department for COVID. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. 
absolutely horrendous move. And, um, and like after the season he had, what was he expecting? Who's, who's the coach he has? What's his name? Jimmy Sexton, right? Jimmy Sexton, I think. Yeah. Or uh, the agent. Yeah. Who's, who's everyone's agent. Who's important in college football. That's his move. Um, And he did it during COVID. Like, come on. And you're just play the down home. Good guy routine. Absolutely horrendous. I, I don't, I don't even know. Okay. So that's, so the end of the game, here, here yeah. it is, uh, 43-24 um, with, you know, 70. Or Team under, baby. 67, we cash baby. the under. Let's fucking go. Uh, let me really quickly say, we, we still got <laughs> Paul up here. We still got Paul up here. Um, yeah, I can I can mute out if I need to. No, no, you're good, man. You're good. You're good. If, if you got something else to say, you're good. Yeah, that uh, was the, the, the last thing was, it was <laughs> halfway joking, halfway uh bourbon question of who do who do we think we need to get in after this guy I no i i respect that thanks for, thanks for coming on paul i appreciate that man uh, i i really quickly want to say um I, I haven't been listening to this fourth quarter um but the fact that dj durkin uh was treated like a, a regular human being after literally he yeah, let a little it, that's he, a little he, that's a little weird he literally let up. a person die under his watch um, and, and, uh, and Kirk Herbstreit didn't want to mention it at all. So shout out to that. And, um, that's pretty fucked up. Just, just going to be a hondo there. Um, pretty fucked up. Um, I don't know what else to say with that, but, uh, um, wing depth has been, before we can go ahead, before we can talk about, I want to get to wing depth because he, he, he has, he has been waiting a while, but go ahead. Hey, yeah, we can. <laughs> well, actually let's go, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Go Cause ahead. he's been waiting a while. I feel that. Come on up. Yeah. Wing depth. I think uh, you should be good any second now. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh oh. Connecting. Oh, wow. We'll see if it comes up. This I been... just heard him. Can you hear us, brother? Yeah, did it work? Uh, I don't know if it's going to. Yeah, you're good. I hear you. I don't hear him for some reason. Hmm. I was just wondering if y'all think. But you guys talk. Catch some more heat. There he is. I can hear him now. I can hear him now. Go ahead, brother. I was just wondering if y'all think Vince should catch some more heat, man. Just because Satterfield has been not great and Tyra's been not great. And I've heard uh, around Louisville that he's going to bounce after 22 anyway. So, Who, Satterfield or Matt? Uh, Tyra is going to be gone after 22. That's when his contract Oh, I've not, I've not heard that before. But that's interesting. Okay. Well, that's something to keep in mind. But I, I, I don't, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, the dude is—he's a business person. I, I don't think this is. I think he's enjoying himself doing this. But that's. Um, hey, listen, man. This is this has definitely been a lot, of, probably more trouble than it's worth. I, I could understand a person believing that. Um, I, I don't fault Vince Tyree for any of the decisions he's made because I think he made the best decisions with the cards he had in front of him. Uh, it, it, I, I don't care what Kentucky fans want to joke on. Um, if, if they lose John Cal Perry, that, that off season, they're going after Chris Mack. Like it's just, that, that's who they're going after. Uh, it, it, I think Scott Satterfield, you know, he, he played the card really hard with, um, uh, with, with, with Brom. And, um, I, I've heard varying levels of how that went, um, to, uh, Brian, I've, I've heard everything as much as Jeff Brom said he was, uh, j- going to come to UVL, And then the next morning he said he wasn't, um, you know, so it, it could, that could be the case. And, and maybe it was a little more definitive, um, the other way, but, but it, my point is that I think he played his cards, uh, to the best of his ability, and Scott Satterfield, I think, was a fine second option going after. I don't think you could have, you know, thought that it was going to go this poorly. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I, I think he's definitely still a dude who is in business and was never going to, you know, never planning to be an athletic director at some point, like being an athletic director is a skill, you know? Um, but I would not be shocked if he if he's like deuces because this is this has been a lot of trouble, <laughs> and he probably just wants a quiet life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty difficult thing to evaluate, even in the, the sample size that we have, just because of the situation that he came into, mm-hmm. um, where you you had a football program where you had to fire the football coach pretty quickly. You had a basketball coach who is kind of under. You had to hire a basketball coach under you know, all the shit that we were under. Um, so it's, it's definitely really tough to evaluate, um, just in, in three or four years. Um, I get that people, you know, would have the sentiment that they do about him given where we have been to where we are now. Um, but to me, it's, it's just tough to really have the answer to at the moment. Um, I, I do, uh, where you talked about, you know, you hear rumors of him leaving or stuff like that. I, that would shock me. I kind of agree with Gabe on that sentiment. I don't think the guy's going to leave when the program's unstable like they are right now, but I'm not sure this is something that he wants to be doing for 20, 25 years. Yeah. Like, like you see with some athletic directors, he, he kind of wants to move on to some other business endeavors would be my guess. Um, but you have the whole field hockey situation. You have a lot of other things that are not you know just basketball and football um that that are that are playing here so yeah that makes sense i, pre- I appreciate it man thanks for thanks for having us you got something else no appreciate it fellas Take all it right easy. thanks man chris what did you want to get to real quick before we get to john john's uh, up next ah what was i wanting to get to <laughs> i interrupted um, you <laughs> No, it's, it's all good. It was something along the lines of, oh yeah. Uh, The discussion that we have to kind of have next to, if we're really going to have the conversation about, you know, moving on from sad is how attainable that is of, of, you know, the buyout and then then leaving the guy. I still don't really know how realistic that is right now. Um, And that's, that's another problem, but that's not a discussion we're going to be able to have right now. Yeah, we can say that for another podcast. We can do that at another time. That's, um, but yeah. it's just something I wanted to bring up. No, no, I got you. I, I it's um, it's tough, man. I, I have no idea. Uh, it, it's it's. I, I mean, I don't know what the inside uh, issues are in terms of money, but you know, not having a, a John Schnatter to <laughs> to Papa John to to, to fork yep. over some money definitely hurts right now. <laughs> definitely yeah, sure. <laughs> definitely for sure um but i don't know it, it's that's something we'll hear a lot about i'm definitely interested in hearing what the the background is um after all of this uh that that's for sure but uh let's let's bring john up real quick he's he's the last one on the list unless any anyone hop on after him uh but let's bring him up john i think we have you all right. Does it work this time? It just works this time, John. All right. The, the I legend, John. Went, that's come, on me. Come on, come on in, man. No, no. You good, man. <laughs> no, that's, that's on me like 30 minutes ago. But anyway, I, I keep going back to just how much fun 2019 was for me. I know a lot of people that I talked to, and that was so unexpected. It was fun. It was and fun just, for, for everyone. Yeah. And I'm watching tonight, and I'm like, can we just give him a game? Like, like it's gotten so to, and I understand, like I was as frustrated, I think as anybody back in November of, of, I think he has everything here. Why would he want to go to South Carolina? 
But if that's really his agent and and I get it, I, I mean, I've been on that side of sports and, and of course. sports. It's not the same level. Right. But if things are wrong, if things are going on like we would know. Um, and I know it's been hit on that the media should do this and that, but the media would be the first people to hear if something was going on that was wrong. And the fact that we haven't heard that makes me think that people are relatively happy in the program. And I'm looking at this going, Ole Miss is not a great team to play in week one because you know they're going to hit you quickly. Right. and You know it's going to be the type of offense that you might not see the rest of the season. And and I know it's not like a popular take right now to say give the guy a couple weeks, but I'm going if we beat EKU the next week the way we think we should, and and if the UCF game goes positively, like it's still week one and things are allowed to be kind of poor in week one because a lot of teams aren't going to take this sort of matchup. Um, of course, prefer to play. Louisiana Monroe. I mean, I know it's a bad example. It's the only one I can think of. The only one I can think no, it's of, a good but, example. It's a good example. That's fine. Like, like we could play Louisiana Monroe and we could all be sitting here going, oh, we're going to win the conference and et cetera. But like, you really don't know. I'm, I'm glad they got to learn something. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about the, you know, the third weekend of September, whatever it is with UCF. No, I think, listen, listen, I, I, I get where you're coming from, John. I, I, I think I, I think my only retort to that is just that we're, we're at year three. And, and and it's not that the issues feel new, it's just that they feel so old. It, it, it's I think it's Louisville fans have such a weird relationship with play claw play calling. Excuse me. Um, it, you know what? Who Who is the dude with with? Um, with Charlie Strong, that there's like, yo, you're not, you're not, you're not hurling the ball. Sean, Wa- Sean Watson, Sean Watson with with Teddy Bridgewater, it's like, yo, yeah, you but got the video Teddy Bridgewater, we love Sean Watson, right? <laughs> we do love Sean Watson. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, I'm saying, it's like that dude is legendary now. But remember, at the time, everyone was like, yo, this guy's just calling too many runs. Like, like let's let's air the ball out. They, they miss. They love Bobby Ball. Uh, they, you know, that's why think, Lamar was so fun. Go ahead. I think part of the like problem with me where I'm a little bit stronger tonight is that year three in the Louisville football program, we've really not had expectations for a coach to come in in year three and say six wins is okay. It wasn't really okay for Charlie in year three. It wasn't really okay for Bobby in year right, three. Right. It was, you know, go win eight games, go do what you kind of think and not really having the clarity of expectations within the program the football program as a whole kind of clouds that entire conversation about how we have, we, we talk about coaches and, you know, hiring and firing and all those things. Right, right. And that, 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 that's the difficulty here. But the off season was filled with bravado about the offensive line. And that's like what I keep coming back to is that tonight I didn't really see that against an offensive, like a defensive front that was really, really bad last season and didn't bring in anybody to improve that part. And that's something very tangible that I can point to and say, Hey, you spent, you know, whatever it was, a hundred days of summer talking about how this was going to be great. And it's not even good. Yeah. So, and that's why I'm so strong about it. Generally I would be in the camp of, you know, kind of, kind of see how it plays out. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like the South Carolina part thing plays a huge part here. But 
that's also something that plays another part is when you point to something, you get in front of a camera and every time you're in front of a camera, you praise the same thing over and over and over again. And it gets to the point to where it doesn't feel just like coach speak. Like it almost feels like you're going out of your way to do this to where you believe, Hey, this is actually real. This isn't just a guy talking. Um, That's, that's the thing that I was most disappointed in tonight. And that's, that's kind of what brought us down, at least for me, this conversation. And I don't expect, I don't expect a coach to come out and be like, Oh, none of my, guys are good and, and and none of these issues and, and i listen you know it's it's probably you know we were talking earlier about how how satterfield you know responded to malik cunningham and you know i, I didn't hear satterfield talk a ton about how well malik did over the summer and you know maybe it shouldn't be a surprise today that he kind of tossed him under the bus given the, those things but you know the two things we heard the most about this summer were the offensive line and the defense. And, you know, I think the defense, I, I definitely attribute it to sort of what John's saying here, where, you know, it's, um, you're playing an interesting offense and, and sort of a different kind of scheme. And, and maybe you sort of get knocked around and that's not the best first game for you. Um, but I think this offense and this offensive line, this is exactly the type of defense you want to, you want to get, you know, no, it's not Louisiana yeah. or Monroe. It's not the fourth worst team in college football last season. Um, but it, when you're talking about a group of five team, this is exactly what you, you, you hope to get, excuse me. And, you know, I think the improvements that they, they were seeing and what I was reading from, from Ole Miss was they were expecting improvements in the secondary. It wasn't even necessarily the front seven. It wasn't even, it wasn't the linebackers. It wasn't the defensive. I was ends. very, it I was, was the very coverage. comfortable with the matchup on paper. It was the coverage. We, I, I think a lot of Louisville fans were, I think you and I both were, we, we, we felt really good going in the last 36 or 40 hours. I felt really good about this team, especially, you know, and I've, I've been as negative on Scott Satterfield as, as nearly anybody who, with a voice, you know, who's just yelling and, and, and well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but look on the coverage though, they can only say what the hundred percent. No, no, no. I mean, no, I, no, no. I, I, don't I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree. Every, agree with you every with that. school in the middle of August is ready to go 12 and 0. And, and all, <laughs> of that course. Shit, all that goes to shit in week one. And it's just up to us to look at, at what we saw on the field. And, and I think, I, I think, I UFL think my, playing a very different team, and they're yeah. going to play the rest of the season. So I'm just like, I'm I'm upset, but I'm not like off the rails about this because I, I just feel like there is a little bit of a foundation there. And every time That's the UFL it, gets a little bit of a foundation with the coach, which is rare. I mean, he, two years ago was very good. Like, I, I just yeah. think give him one more chance at least because it's not often that somebody hangs around here who has won. Well, well let me, well, let me but, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. But what is the foundation? That was going to be my question is what's the expectation? What, what John, what, as a Louisville fan, what would be your every year expectation well, okay. for a Louisville I, football I'm really team? glad you said that because I'm sort of sitting here and I, I've been saying this for a few years now is I think, I think the three of us are all around the same age. So I'm, I'm 31 yeah. and Okay, I'm six, seven, eight years old. I have some vem- memories of going to Old Cardinal Stadium, and that's great. And we didn't have a conference. And then we joined Conference USA, and we joined the Big East, and the American, and everything. It's, it's <laughs> up, up, and it's kind of sideways. And then you get to the ACC, and I think there's a certain expectation of success and a trajectory and where the program's going. But it's hard to win in any Power Five conference on a consistent basis unless That's, you're something special. And I look around and and really like what makes us different 
than NC State. I, I mean, other than the fact that we've won in weaker conferences. And that's the part that just has concerned me for a few years since since UofL has gone to the ACC is do we expect too much? Is it unrealistic? Because there's only a few programs that really do win on a consistent basis. And, and I, I just wish it would get to the point where they could retain somebody that you could have the every four-year cycle where you go, okay, I, this I is the year. This is the year we expect something a little bit more rather than going into every single season and going, maybe this is the year we win eight, and that sets us up to win 12. And, and I just don't think UofL's really been in the situation since going to the ACC that it's realistic to say, this is the year we're going to win more than eight games. And, and for me, this is another season where you just hope that everything goes right and you win eight. But there's got to be some foundation there. And I think that's why I hang on to Satterfield is because at least he's been here. And at least there's something, if you go back two years ago, to say, at least he's won some games. I, I get where you're coming from. I guess my question, my question to that is: Are you saying, are you saying that we're we're not better than NC State, or that we should be better than NC State? No, I, I'm saying I'm concerned that that what separates us from and, and NC State is just an arbitrary program. Because if I'm, if I'm, no, 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 but I think NC State's a great example. I think I think NC State's an incredible example, and I think it's it's something Chris advised. You, you know, I think we mentioned maybe mentioned on the pod. But I know we've talked about it to each other. It's like I think that's like the great like sort of equal in like in all in all senses of the word where nc state is sort of the little brother to to unc and duke and uh, their fans get really mad about about being said little brother and everyone's against them i I think there's a lot of like corollaries between us and nc state so when i'm right there with you i i think I don't know, man. This is this this is me. This is me having my fan glasses on. I just think NC State to me always is like second or third best in the division, and I think that's something Louisville should be. I think that's something Louisville should be every year. Yeah, no, no, not not saying that NC State is really relative to Louisville in terms of our our local like situation. Just that that they're a team that to me, some years they're really good, and some years they just don't register on a national level. And and I think we we're raised on thinking that Louisville football should be on a national level. And it hasn't really been there because of all the coaching changes. And to me, it's like the only way you're going to stay there is if you can find a coach and keep coach him. that stays. And, and I just look back. I guess my concern, my, 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 my concern to that, to that, uh, John, is that I don't think that Satterfield's the guy. And I think the quicker we get to the point where, uh, as a program, we 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 make we make our hay with that, um, and try and find the next guy is like the benefit. I don't know. Well, I think the only plug and play guy though at this point is Chef Rom. Otherwise, you burn it down again and you start over. And that that's my concern there. And that's why when yeah, I yeah no no that, and that's and listen that's the long like, just give that's the long way chance. around right yeah that's that's the long way around. I, I guess my point is I I'm the, worried we're going to be there in two years anyway. So if we get there in two months as opposed to two years, then we start the long way around quicker. Is my concern. Go yeah, ahead, Chris, because you haven't talked in a while. Go ahead. No, it's fine. I, I I think the biggest issue for me is that there's nothing to really grasp up to. It's not I, I can't say, you know, the defense is great. The quarterbacks are great. The wide receivers are great. The recruiting is great. There's nothing I can really hold on to and say, hey, this is improved every, every year. Yeah. I would love to. I would love to say it about the defense. I was getting there to the defense. But then you come out tonight and you see what you saw. 
you know, and Ole Miss is a great offense and maybe it improves and maybe I, I look back and say, hey, this is something that I can really gain into. But it's when you just start compounding things on top of each other um, is where I really have the issues. That is a whole other discussion of where you talked about, you know, having a foundation. Um, and whether that leads to more success, because there are some people that would say, you know, have a really good coach that comes here for four years. And if he does great and he leaves the program in a better place and happily he can leave and we can start over again. Um, and then there were some people that say, you know, go find the guy that stays for 20 years and builds that foundation and kind of builds it up. Maybe that's more successful. Um, so I, I do think that's a good point. Um, but that has been my biggest issue throughout is I haven't really been able to grasp an identity of the program. Well, this is the last thing and I'll I, say. I, last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you all get to the next person because I'm sure a lot of people want to speak here. But last season, I, I kind of throw that out, and that's probably my horse racing background. They say draw a line through <laughs> um, I, I draw a line through that because – like they were moving the ball and those turnovers, some of that you just can't repeat. And tonight we didn't really see the ball move a whole lot. Um, and, and I don't think that helped the defense a whole lot. And, and there were certain situations where I looked and I said, I think this oh, defense definitely. can hold some teams to the point where, where we need them to hold them. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm just willing to watch a few more weeks before I throw everything out because – like I said, I, I try to look big picture on this, and that's probably like the PR guy in me uh, <laughs> being a complete shill. Uh, but just like it's Ole Miss, it's week one. Like, what do you think traditionally Louisville's going to do against, you know, a decent SEC team in week one? Um, you know, kudos to them for even scheduling the game. But yeah, of course. You no, know, I have expectations against UCF. I mean, next week is what it is, but. Um, UCF, that'll be that'll be my panic point. If if I if I try to do this again after the UCF game, I'll I'll be in the alley or or whatever the fuck they're calling it, and I'll be like double fisting beers and I'll be yelling at you guys about how poor things have gone. But I'm, I'm Jonathan, I'm 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 gonna be a hundo with you, man. I I, I think UCF's a much better football team than than Ole Miss. Uh, and and I think we're if if I, I think we're in for a real tough awakening if if um if if that's any close to being true, you know, yeah, we're in the same we're in the same. That's area. my concern, and I thought that this was a much more winnable game than UCF, and um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, and especially now, given the fact that the fans, I think, are going to be super dejected, and they're not. We are not going to see a, a, a happy fan base next weekend, um, and we are sure as hell not going to see sixty thousand, which I think we could have seen if if they put up a good performance tonight um, against well, you're, you're going to see me. You're going to see me right behind the visitors <laughs> bench, and I'm going to have two beers in my hand. And I'm going to be uh, yelling at those guys. And if things don't work out very well, I'm going to jump off the queue uh, two weeks from tonight or whenever it is, two Fridays from tonight. And I'll talk to you guys again. Thanks. No, I respect it. Thanks. Thanks, Jonathan, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Gabe, that. Let's, uh, let's try to say let – me, let me do one thing here real quick. Please. Can you tell me what the most positive takeaway to, of tonight was for you? Um, was there was there anything that you were like, oh man, the dog, bro, it was the dog. <laughs> oh my god, it was the dog. <laughs> Is that what um, you have? I I um I I mean I I do think I do think it's good that they have a punter. Um, <laughs> I do think it's good. It seems like the kicking is, is, is okay. Um, um, no, I, no, I, I mean, this is, I, I mean, I, I do, I do lend some credence to what John said about the defense. I, I think this defense is going to perform, um, uh, decently, uh, 
against teams that that don't play this offense that don't play this style offense and and maybe when the offense can sort of get a little bit of a rhythm um and put everything on the defense i, I think that you know like you like we talked about that second th- that second series to come back and um and play well. I, I thought that was a good sign. I mean, I, I think there's signs of life with the defense. It's it, 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 where I'm frustrated with Satterfield is the offense, the play calling, um, the changes in the line. Um, that that's 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 where my issues are. I think this defense will will do enough for them to win some games. And, and this is, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to say this before we let, we let Jonathan go. But this is my thing: is like the level of improvement from here. What's what's the level of improvement? Like we get to seven game, seven wins is is best case scenario from this. Right. And that's the thing we they're, really they're not, have not to being, do at this at at this point, like within the football program to where we are now is just to set some sustainable expectations. So kind of the fan base as a whole is there like we have had such an up and down. Right. You know, past decade that we can't even really be aligned as a fan base about the status of a coach Mm -hmm. because we don't really have like we've talked about this before man like we we don't really have clarity and expectations my expectations for Louisville football in year three is that you should be able to come in and win seven or eight games I think seven is the minimum I think you should be at the very least, competitive with your rival. I think you should win those games. I think you should go beat a Virginia, a Boston College, a Syracuse. You know, I'm not going to tell you that you got to go beat Clemson every year. You got to beat Notre Dame every year. You got to win these massive out of conference games. But my God, you should be seven, eight wins in year three. Like I will, I will, I will not back away from that. And that, you know, I think. That is a huge, huge part of the entirety conversation that you're going to see about Scott Satterfield over the next, you know, uh, the entire season is that the fan base as a whole has different expectations for what they expect out of this team. Definitely. And you have to separate, you have to say, okay, there may be not a great level of talent on this team, but if there isn't a great level of talent on this team, whose fault is that? It's yeah, it, it comes back to Scott Satterfield eventually. I mean, as Jaquay Savage said, it is um, <laughs> recruiting. <laughs> it's the recruiting dog. Uh, here's something and just to point to this. I, I, I pulled this up because I have a, a group text with a few Louisville fans and, and we had this conversation uh, two weeks ago. And, and here's what I said. And I still stand by this, even given this. Um, I, I said, I'm, I'm pretty content with our football experience being 70% between six and nine wins and the other 30% being competing for an ACC championship and sucking. Yeah. And, and listen, I, I think we could, we, we, we could still get to six or seven wins, but my concern is just with the Satterfield experiences. Is that the ceiling? Is eight, is eight wins. The ceiling is, is 2019 the ceiling. I think that's, I think that's something we have to take seriously moving forward. And, um, you know, may, maybe it's not, I just, I, I think, but I just think the, the continuity you have with the quarterback and with, you know, with, um, you know, with coordinators that he's had, especially Brian Brown, who I, I think is a really talented coordinator and a guy that is not going to be here forever. Um, I think he's good. I think he's, I think he's great. Um, anyone, uh, if anyone wants to hop on, cause there's no one on the list right now. Uh, I think, some folks are winding down. Um, you know, we, we can wind down ourselves. We've got 82. This has been really fun, Chris. I really enjoyed this. 
Um, yeah, we've been going at it for like two hours now. We've had <laughs> like an hour, know, nine or ten people two, on. Two hours, but yeah, and yeah. it just feels like yeah, it just feels like so. Two so hours definitely, you know, uh, okay, we got someone. So the last call, I think, for folks, and I think we'll we'll take everyone who sort of uh, hops on the list now, and then we'll then we'll wind this down. But uh, it looks like Arico is is trying to get in. We'll we'll add him. Uh, see what he's got to say. Arico, can you hear us? If you unmute, I think you're good, man. Yeah, can you guys hear me? We can hear you, man. What's going on, guys? It's going good, dude. Uh, going good. Well, it could be could be better, I guess. <laughs> I guess let me start by saying this: like, I'm I'm a neutral observer. Um, not really a big UK fan. Not you know diehard Louisville fan or anything like that. You know, I like both teams um, perform well, and um, tonight was just a big letdown. Honestly, um, I've kind of looked forward to this game all week. Yeah. And, um, you know, just the product that went out there tonight was just um, very mediocre. And it's I don't I don't want to blame Malik. I don't want to blame um, the offense and, you know, the players mm-hmm. themselves. But we're not putting those guys in positions to be successful is what I think it boils down to. I mean, we're running plays we're always behind the chains we're never in second and twos you know we're we're always second and nine third and seven in obvious passing situations and it's just not it doesn't lend itself to success and i don't understand why we're still running the exact same things that we were doing last year and it's just frustrating um you know as a fan of football just to watch i just Mm kind of want to know what you guys input was on that Go ahead, Chris. You, no, you started off, Chris. Go uh, ahead. Uh, no, that that's literally something that we've talked about, you know, through the last few podcasts. Is, is that when when Scott came here, he he tried to recruit an offensive line that was kind of smaller because that was a way that he kind of worked at App State. Found out pretty quickly that that wasn't going to work in the ACC. Adjusted to that, but I don't think the play calling has adjusted beyond right. that. I think he's still calling kind of the same plays that he called at the other level and still expecting to work. We saw tonight the 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 one that sticks out to me, and there were others, but the one that sticks out to me the most is the third and twelve power quarterback <laughs> yep. run to the short side of the field a- after after the and, end and, of a quarter. And, Chris. It was almost like a after and, the end of a quarter. Yeah, Chris. after the end, that's the thing that sticks out was after the end of the quarter where you come in and you huddle and you say, oh, and you do that, you almost get the first down and then you punt. If you're going to run that play, then you're saying, okay, this is a four down territory where we got two plays right here. You don't go into that with a mindset of punting. Right. Yeah. Like, and those are like the, those are the things I, I don't have an answer for you. I, I don't know why it's the same thing over and over again, but you know, I, God forbid we got rid of the, the, the sweeps. I, I didn't see any of those nights, the little pop pass. And I'm so happy I didn't because I was going to just shoot myself in the face if I did. <laughs> but uh, w- we saw everything else that we saw last year. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's frustrating. I, it I was, and that. it's also telling, I've never seen a team this desperate when we ran the throwback to Malik, you know, down however much we were down at that point. And, you know, that's a play you save for a, you know, a two point conversion in a yep. in a game where you need to come back and make a play. You yep. know, and for us to burn that play in the first game down by I don't know, probably seventeen to twenty three points was kind of like a huge red flag to me. 
No, that yeah. that makes sense. I, I I found it incredibly like fitting that they ran that play and they the 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 line couldn't even block the one dude on the one side, and it would have been six if they had blocked him. Um, and that turns out what would have been at at, at worst a 25 yard gain into just a six yard gain. And it comes to third down. Like it couldn't even get to that point. I found that I'm both, you're both correct. I mean, I think you, you, I think to some level you pull out some of the stops and we saw Bobby Vershana do that in the same exact game last, last time we were in Atlanta. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely understand where you're, where you're coming from there. That's, that's, it's a tough one to burn. But uh, I guess if we're trying to, I'm not going to try to be completely negative. No, you can. If, if you want to be completely negative, if you want to be completely negative, you can. Please, I, I was. I'm really mad. I'm really mad too. <laughs> I like the energy we came out with in the second half. Um, I thought you know the opening return kind of sparked a little bit of life, and I think there's a play that a lot of people probably didn't realize. Um, number thirteen. Um, Whatever number 24, the running back, he ran over our corner, the previous possession um, for the touchdown. And on the very next possession for Ole Miss, um, 13 comes, fills the alley and absolutely lays the wood to that guy. <laughs> and yeah. he's excited because, you know, you're down by so much. But it was just nice to see that the guys were still playing hard as opposed to, you know, Bobby 2.0. When, you know, things got bad, you could definitely tell that the intensity died down and i think the guys really um you know kept their pride tonight so i guess i'm gonna try to keep in on a positive note i think uh, (laughs) i respect that i respect that i appreciate it man uh i I tell you what like i'm just reading quotes i was was about to say i'm just reading these quotes now (laughs) yeah we have a few quotes about about malik cunningham saying that he expected Ole Miss to blitz them and said they dropped eight. You didn't fucking watch Ole Miss. You didn't watch Ole Miss last year. And and, and like and, I, and, I, I don't know I I don't know what to say about that. And that means I that mean, means that you didn't that means you didn't think Ole Miss watched you. <laughs> that means also like same level. <laughs> because that was a hundred percent the play. Like that that's a uh, we saw the quote i don't know who had the quote was it scott frost who said that they expected them to come out in a certain formation and they didn't come out in that formation and they couldn't really adjust beyond that that's that's, that's the that's same the thing same except it's a, it's a player saying that's the same quote but that's that's the same quote I, I that's please please retweet that now that's um that's because uh, scott frog got absolutely ripped for that and we're doing the same thing so so please 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 tweet that out <laughs> everyone <laughs> Coming back to the point of, of saying, you know, happy that they play with pride. That's great. I agree with him. You know, there's a tangible difference between what happened at the end of Bobby Vitrino era and, and where we're at now. Um, I do think that the players play for Satterfield. I do think that they like Satterfield, but I'm not really trying to hear that shit. <laughs> I hear you. I'm trying I, to find I understand. No, I respect the call and I appreciate you, man, coming in, but like, God damn, that, that's just that's just tough to swallow, isn't it, man? Extremely. Anything else, man? I appreciate you, you calling in. Thank you, guys. Thanks for doing this vent session. No, man, us. this is fun. this is fun. Thanks, for, thanks for hopping in. 
anything before I'm going to bring up non fungible because he's finally got gotten in the list. Unless you got you want to you want to riff on this really quick. Uh, these uh, no, these man. quotes. That's fine. Go these ahead. quotes. Go okay. Okay. It's fucking ridiculous. I can't believe I can't believe he's doing that. Uh, non fungible. Hey guys, I think you're, you're you're live, dude. Come on up. Come on up. What's up? Um, thanks for having me. This has been great. I really appreciate it. Um, no, man. Thanks for coming up. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not going to say anything that hasn't been brought up already. It just sucks. It's a, Speak it's your mind. Feeling. Speak your mind. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> you know, initially I, I was going to say something about like, at what point do we have the discussion about Tyre? But I think you guys covered that really well. And he has played it pretty well, considering like the shit storm that he had to inherit or whatever. But um, I wanted to ask like... <laughs> And I think maybe Chris had talked about this in your all's podcast, just about like the general like apathy that can occur within a fan base if yeah this is the sort of results that we're gonna get not only in football but in basketball. And like I'm a diehard like lifelong fan, and last season I just checked out, and that was also due to COVID, of course, and like everything else going on last summer and everything. But I mean, I was this week like hyped in a way I hadn't been hyped again or you know in a while and really pumped to watch the game and um now i'm just like like i'm you know this sucks <laughs> and uh you know i'm still gonna watch the games that i can watch and everything and but i'm just mm-hmm. looking at the schedule i'm like okay eastern kentucky like yes we should win that game um but central florida doesn't look like it's gonna be a w and then we play florida state the next week it's just like you know we're gonna be sitting at one and three or you know maybe not but both of those squads are really really good and i'm just like I'm a diehard person who's going to watch every game no matter what, but right. I know there's a portion of the fan base that will just check out and then you start losing, you know, the fans and I don't know. It's just, it's a bummer, dude. <laughs> I guess that's not a question. Oh, what I was going to ask was, um, you know, is there any, I don't want to compare us to UK, but they had really bad seasons under Stoops for his first four years or whatever, you know, I mean, um, really lackluster results, but he was recruiting really, really well. And that's now all caught up to where they have success. And uh, is there any way like we keep Satterfield, but he becomes or Louisville becomes a school that just starts picking up like big time transfers you know like we are in basketball now and building a roster that way like in football do you think that can even work <clears throat> i i mean i think that I th- you, you mentioned I think that's an unknown i think that's an unknown but like you're you, you know you were you're mentioning stoops and stuff and like like listen drew drew barker sucked ass but he was a four-star recruit like you know like he was picking those dudes up and it just it wasn't really working and like we all make fun of it because it was really funny that they had whatever that dude was who is number 69 who is like a five-star recruit but what turned out to be horrendous matt elam Elam. yeah matt elam i'm sorry i forget that's how important he was to that to that program um like he was a four or five-star recruit in, in some places and um so i think the answer is like potentially but also like probably not yeah <laughs> I mean, but again but again with you know as much as we kind of want to dog stoops in the, in the program 
they have built things the right way because they've built it with a clear identity of saying that we're going to build defense and offensive line and we're going to win in those places. We're going to be a defensive minded team. And that's, that's a scary thing that you come back with sad is you don't really have the clear identity. If you want to say that, you know, you bring in these transfers and Louisville can kind of be that place. I can see that. That's a good selling point. Louisville's in a very unique position to where you can say, Hey, you didn't work out at Georgia. Come here and start. You didn't work out at Florida. Come here and start. Louisville can do that. They right. can be that program, but I'm not sure if Scott Satterfield can be that coach to sell that. I know. Well, and, it's like know, that, that's the thing. In a way, we we have been that program in the past. Like we got sure. right. more Especially than a handful strong, of our guys yeah. who were you know dropouts from Auburn or whatever went for junior college. But yeah, I mean, with Strong, he was coming from a big time SEC program, you know, national championship level, and he was able to bring in dudes. And he knew what it took to get to that point. And that's how we beat Florida in, in a bowl game. You know what I mean? And then, like, with Snoops or someone like that, you know, he was a uh, high level. Like, I guess he was at Florida State. So he also knows, like, what it takes. And with Satterfield, he just doesn't have that pedigree. And, yeah, he wanted uh, App State. But, I mean, does, does he know what it takes to beat an SEC school? Or let alone our ACC foes, you know what I mean? But just <laughs> seem like just doesn't seem like he does, and that could be a, a real a real thing that uh, gets passed down to the culture of the program. As we're seeing tonight, I mean, I wanted to say that um, Erico, the last caller, I was watching the same series of plays where our number thirteen corner like lit a dude up and everything, and he was hyped, and he came back and was like waving his hands, like trying to pump up the crowd. And all the teammates, like no one was doing anything with it, <laughs> you know. Oh god! Like, <laughs> so disappointing to see because I was like, oh yeah, like hell yeah, dude, like let's go and all his let's teams, go. like look at the ground. Um, but I'll end with a positive thing, and uh, it's probably not uh, the most agreeable thing. But I liked a couple of the things I saw from Malik tonight, and of course we've seen him do really good things in the past. Um, what I do think that is a positive, if you're going to think that this team's going to be really shitty all, all season, is that he'll probably win us a couple games that we don't have any business winning just because sure. he has his legs. <laughs> and Definitely. He has an arm. I'm kind of disappointed in the wide receiver group and Gunner, whatever the coach's name is. Uh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that guy gets more hype than most coaches will, and our wide receiver group was awful. <laughs> No, no. I mean, that's an, that's another kind of example of a guy just you know being really well liked and and kind of just owning that space. Right, hundred percent. I think there's a logical you know conversation. Um, Ole Miss did a really good job of Marshawn Ford tonight. He was, I think, they doubled yes. him a lot. Um, at least what I saw early on. Um, and you know, kind of the wide receivers were really you know, largely non-existent. Um, I, I do agree with you. Like I did see a few things from a leak that I did like um, when they got that drive back after the three and out of an Ole Miss, mm-hmm. um, we kind of noticed immediately that Ole Miss broke contain, you know, ran the ball 10 yards, got the first down, little things like that. Nice to see. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that, you know, someone said that. <laughs> here's, here's my here's my Malik thing because I, I you know we we were reading the the tweets from the uh, 
the message board, whatever, like the goons on the message board. And they were pretty negative on Malik. And obviously we heard what Scott Satterfield apparently had to say at halftime. Here's my thing about Malik is I'm, I'm not going to count Malik out until I feel like he's in a position to succeed. And I okay. still do not believe that Scott Satterfield is putting him in a position to succeed. Um, so I, I, I get the frustration with him. I think last season he had a really tough year and I, I was about as hard on him as, as anyone, but I did not feel like he was in a position to succeed tonight. And I'm, I'm not going to count him out. I'm not going to say, go put in Evan Conley and Scott Satterfield isn't going to go say, put in Evan Conley. Cause he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I th- appreciate you, you hopping on. Unless you got anything else, man. Oh no, that's it. But I appreciate it, guys. Have a good no, evening. No, it's just fun. Thanks a lot, man. Yep. Hey, uh, we can bring up. I think we got two more, unless you know this is the last last calls. I said, you know, closing this up. Uh, Steven, we'll we'll bring up next. Steven, if you unmute, we can join you. Hey, can you hear me? We can hear you, brother. Cool. Um, so, I mean, I know y'all mentioned like um, a couple of the former players talking about, you know, it's the recruiting, it's the recruiting. But as far as like the recruiting, because, you know, I honestly, whenever y'all said that, I went back and looked at our previous like, you know, national rankings according to ESPN, which, you know, take those for what you will. But are we more upset with like not getting – like the high enough recruits and being like, you know, cause we've never been competing with Alabama or Clemson for anything being the top five recruiting class or anything like that. Are we more upset about the, um, you know, higher ranking recruits or are we more upset with the fact that Scott Satterfield doesn't really seem like he is, you know, you know, helping those guys progress in the way that we would like. Cause I think that was the big thing for Petrino is that he would get two star recruits, but he was able to get a lot more out of those two star recruits because of the way he worked with them and helped them progress over the years. So just want to know what y'all's take on what, like what y'all's expectations are for the recruiting and what y'all think about that. You could, I mean, you, for me, I'll, I'll go ahead and, jump in here Gabe um you can you can build it kind of any way you like I mean Louisville's been that that program where they've got you know uh, we always talk about Eric Wood two-star but you know Gary Barnage also a two-star those type of players and built them up and kind of developed them but for me I would love to just see Louisville recruiting against a program like Pittsburgh against a program like NC State Against a program yeah. like Boston College, mm-hmm. and oftentimes when you look at these recruiting lists, you don't see those names on there. And I, I don't, I'm not a personally a, a guy that's going to put in a lot of stock into you know the whole recruiting, especially in football, because a lot of times what happens is you get a guy on campus, you identify him, you offer him. And then some other big schools offering. And that's a sign that you kind of identified that guy and you have some good talent evaders on your staff. And that's happened with Louisville a few times. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to take those kind of risks on those type of players, you got to develop them. And I haven't really seen a lot of that um, uh, from Louisville. I'm trying to kind of point out a few dudes that I, I, I think that, I, that I've seen that in. And there's not a lot that immediately come to mind. There's a few. I mean, I, mean, I think is, is Marshawn Ford the only guy that's like kind of the diamond in the rough guy? Yeah, like, I mean, there's a, few, there, there, there's a few defensive guys, but there's yeah, not probably, like an overwhelming, uh, overwhelming. Jack Fago, uh, you know. Yeah, and then Cottrell Clark was a transfer. Like, you, Correct, like yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, for me, it's like, 
you build the program how you want. But if you're going to you're going to recruit those guys that are getting those app state offers and those Tulane offers and develop. Mm-hmm. And I guess another thing would be like, do you all think that I mean, we y'all talked plenty about, you know, like the, the lack of direction that Satterfield has had since he's been here and all that. Do you think um, because of maybe, you know, being from a smaller place and not really. Um, knowing which way to go because when he got here, you know, Petrino kind of left us with, you know, just the the bare bones and he yeah. all the rumors of him not recruiting for the past like year and they didn't meet about recruiting and all this other stuff. Do you think that led to Satterfield not really having a clear direction because he had to fill so many different holes when he got here? I think that definitely, it didn't help. It definitely didn't help. You know, it's, it's, it, the, the cupboard was pretty bare. And, and uh, like I said, and like Chris just said, I think you get to the point where it, it, it's not even necessarily the recruiting. It's just like who you are, who you recruit against is, is right. what I've, I've said on the pod and what I've heard. And, um, and what I think is really important to keep in mind moving forward is when you, when you look at the kids who are coming in and, there's there's been some high level guys like you know they had a four star several high threes come in this last class but I mean look look what the majority of the folks are and it's it's your ECUs it's your Tulane's it's yeah um, you know it's Middle Tennessee State it's uh, Georgia Southern it, it's it's not like listen Charlie Strong Charlie Strong it just it wasn't about that with, with Charlie Strong even with even like Petrino at the beginning it wasn't like that. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough, but I do, I do definitely. And that was, that was the worry about Satterfield moving in. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like we were expecting Satterfield to be immediately a five-star recruiter. I wasn't expecting that. Um, but I was sort of, as you said, I was sort of expecting a little more, I think in terms of development and, and, you know, you're right. You, you kind of bring this in. I, I don't think, I don't think there's been a huge. You're not getting your Eric Wood situation where where you're having a dude come in and and do that. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm a I'm a pretty positive guy and I always like to look on the bright side. But when you look at the, how we perform tonight, it's just you know it's hard to find the the bright spot. It's, it's tough. <laughs> I, I don't. Fall, I'm I'm the same way, Stephen. And I I said it a hundred times. Listen, I, I'm I, I came into this season really concerned about Scott Satterfield. I, I wanted to be wrong. I, I don't think I was even as negative as I was like privately to Chris and other people um, <laughs> and, and others about Scott Satterfield on the pod as I was kind of privately. And I hate, I, I hate that it, it turned, that it's, 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 it, it turned out this way tonight and, you know, could potentially turn out in the future, but it's, it's, it's not an ideal night for Louisville fans. And God knows we need one of those nights where it's, it, it's an ideal one. And it's a, it's a night we're on here kind of party and popping champagne. <laughs> Oh, but another thing, I guess the last thing I'll ask you guys is like, do you all think that Scott's at like being on the positive note, do you think that there's a future where Scott Satterfield is the coach for UVL, but he has to kind of do what, you know, what, um, not to bring up another rough topic, but Chris Mack had to do by, you know, taking out some of the uh, coaches underneath him to get better results. Like, do you think that's a Steven, you're, you're, you're asking if Scott Satterfield needs to hire a Liam Cohen. That's what you're asking. <laughs> and and the mean. answer is probably yes. Um, 
I don't think he'll do it because he's considered that's this is what he's he's built his hay on. Um, it, you're not talking about a defensive coach who's trying to bring in a whole new. Uh, offensive scheme, which I think is what sort of is happening in Lexington right now. Um, but, you know, ideally, I just, I just don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. That, that dude, would be the like, ideal situation, but it's, it's, I don't know. I, I wonder about that too, but I mean, you just said it, like you can bring in another defensive coordinator, but does anyone in their right mind think that Brian Brown should be fired right now? I mean, I think he's done a pretty good no, job. No, not really. Yeah. So, like, you you have this guy who is supposed to be the offensive kind of type of mind, and that's where we're, I think we're seeing a lot of the issues on that, that side of the ball. I mean, tonight I thought, like, the, the defense is going to look how they're going to look against Ole Miss, but at times they were really good. I can't really point to many opportunities where I thought the, the offense was really good. And maybe they improve. Maybe they do. But that's kind of the difficulty that Scott Satterfield is going to run into if he wants to kind of approach it that way is that the defense has been the one thing that steadily improved throughout his tenure. I, I think definitely, last year it improved from the beginning to the end. And I, I think it mm-hmm. improved some more. So I think that's a problem you'll have. Yeah. Well, All right, well Steven, I appreciate it, man. You've been great. All right. I appreciate uh, you guys. Have a good night. Yeah. Same to you, man. Same to you. Get some, get some rest out there. Uh, I think we, we got one more. Let's, um, Let's get Lamar stand up here. I think he's going to be our last one tonight. This has been a ton of fun. Lamar, Lamar stand, can you can you hear us, brother? I can hear you. All right, hit us, hit us with it, man. Well, I think the talk about Satterfield being fired is just absolutely embarrassing. We, he was the ACC Coach of the Year, and then <laughs> the next year. He gets screwed with COVID. Defense just all screwed with COVID. And this year we play one game against Ole Miss, SEC West team, and we lose. And now we're just going to call for him to be fired. And that is just embarrassing. We're not going to get anyone better. Like we're going to – like people are wanting to fire him after whatever this was and think that we're going to improve. is just embarrassing and bad, and I don't even know. It's awful. But, but what's – okay. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're ending with you because this is great. This is this is amazing. What, what do you – what's the way forward then? What's uh, what's the way forward for 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 this program? Because that's just my thing. And what what I said to Jonathan is just like, where do we go from here? Because I, I think every road ends in this. And if you want to start this now, or do you want to start this in twenty twenty three? Wouldn't you rather start it now? Is my 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 retort to that? I mean, I don't think this year is. Like I still have hope for this year. It's been one game, week one. Like we can give the guy a break for one one game. I w- I want to see that we can take care of EKU like we should, and then go out and compete with UCF. And if we beat them, then there's going to be people hopping back on the train. And if we lose, people are going to. It's just like you think they're going to be UCF though. I think. I mean, I'm not going to. No, rule it out. That, it's but, one game but that that's, we that, lost. That's, that's not what you said, though. You said your expectation was to rule it was out to, that was to compete we can't beat you. UCF. I still think we can compete and win, and I still think we can compete in the ACC. I'm not going to rule that out yet. People are acting like this is the Bobby year where we went two and ten. It's just embarrassing. Well, your expectation is to compete with UCF, or is it to win? Did we lose it? No, he's still here. Uh, 
He's still. He's here. got unmute. Hello? He's got unmute. Yeah, unmute. Go ahead. Oh wait, did did you all just hear what I said? No, no you're not yet. Oh, I was just saying. I think we can definitely still beat UCF. Like it was one game against an SEC team. Like we can definitely. I still have hope we can beat SC or uh, UCF and uh, compete in the ACC. People are acting like this is the Bobby two and ten year where we're just gonna be atrocious like we can still be competitive and i still think we can make bowl game like i don't think i think ruling us out and just thinking we're horrible is just a like bad thing to do so what, i think like, i think ahead, we have a different standard for the local football program than i guess i mean if you start the season one and two and you're going to florida state that's not a really good optimistic start man like, uh, my expectation is not to compete with UCF in year three at Louisville football. My expectation is to win that game at home, for God's sakes. We, we still have him. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I, I can't hear. I can't really. Uh, like, I mean, did you all not just hear what I said about the Bobby thing? Like, I hear, no, I no. Like, listen, 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 listen. I, I, I. I, I get what you're saying. I get. Listen, I, I, I'm a positive person. I am not. I, I am not. I am not the turn turn all five alarms on at the same time, dude. That's that's not who I am. I think my concern is. So you're saying you want to throw last season out? That's hard for me to do. Fully. That's hard for me to do fully. And I, I guess I'm just saying what what is the ceiling for this season? So if you're saying the ceiling for this year after this is making a bowl game that's six, seven, at best eight wins, I, I guess I'm just saying that we, sh- we should be we, we should feel better about things by now. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like the ceiling, like a bowl game, but I'm not saying which bowl game. Like I'm still like, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, as, see- as, as a UK fan one told me last night is that a dream season for Louisville is the music city bowl. And it, 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 it shouldn't be like, it was, he was fucking okay. with us. I mean, he UK, was fucking with us. He UK's- was fucking with us. But, but like, okay. that's, that's like, <laughs> That's what people say, and and it can't be like that, obviously. And I, I guess my like I, I stand by what I said, where it's like the majority of Louisville season should be between six and eight games, and then the other twenty percent were competing for ACC titles, or we're just absolutely ass, where maybe we kind of lost all the all the horses. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be the Bobby season. I want to, I want to be a hundo with you. I don't think it's going to be the Bobby season, but I think the point is, is that if we are going to get to a good place, do, do you, are you saying you, you see that you, you see where Statterfield can, can really succeed? Cause that's my question. It's not necessarily, is this season going to be incredible ass? Is that, do you see a way forward where Statterfield can compete, compete for an ACC title in the future? What I mean, I'm very confident that he can. I mean, we were okay. two and ten, and he okay. came the first year. Okay, and we were like, but they were all one score games. The they were all one score games. They were all coin flip games, and then they come around and 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 they lose all those coin flip games the next time. So I, I agree with you that it's probably somewhere in the middle. But I, I guess my concern is just how how high is the ceiling. 
yeah. I mean, I still think the ceiling, like, I mean, it's unpredictable after one week, but I'm saying that we can't just give up on the season or give up on him after one week against Ole Miss. I, like, I we understand. have to see what we're doing against UCF. Like, if we beat them, people are going to be hopping back on the train. Like, it's just so, like, people and this I hate is what, when, No, and this is what I told Jonathan. It's like, I, I just think UCF's a, a, a lot better football team than Ole Miss is. So I, I'm just I'm going and expecting to lose after after the shellacking tonight, <laughs> and and maybe I'm wrong. And I hope, listen, man, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I want to be wrong about Scott Satterfield. I really want to be wrong. I just I feel like he's gaslit us all all summer long, and and I hope that's not the case. Um. Well. I don't see like UCF being better than Ole Miss, and we play them at home, and I think we'll see a completely different team. I just think week one. I hope you're right. I hope terrible you're right, to man. judge a team on one week against Ole Miss. Like, like scheduling a team like Ole Miss, you can just like you have to take the risk of losing like that, but you can't just give up on the season. Like Jonathan said, we could have played someone horrible, and everyone would be like, "Oh, we looked really good this week." Like, yeah. It just we can't give up on the season. Definitely can't give up on Satterfield because I think he's the best coach we could have right now at Louisville. I understand the under the 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 thought that potentially there's not a, a a better option, both based on what we we have available to us and the money we have available to us. I I guess my I just continue to say it's just like what's the ceiling and like we have to try if the point is if there's not a better ceiling that what you know you just have to try i don't know chris i think it's trying to get in here go ahead chris oh no i mean we just we have a different level of expectation for the football program i don't think Ole i can't Ole. hear him i don't know if that's like my end or yeah i think it what? might be your end he's just saying he, you know just have a different expectation for the he, you know he's a different expectation for the football program i i, I don't know Okay. <laughs> it's okay, man. I understand. Listen, I don't, I, I don't want to be this negative. I, I wish I wasn't feeling this negative. Um, but any, anything, anything else before we pop off? Uh, no, other than I think Satterfield can be a great coach for us. And I think okay. he can lead us to like pretty big things. I, I I wish I believed you more than than you believe. I, I sincerely sincerely do, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's probably a good spot. Uh, no man, I don't. I, I think, don't. Th- I don't think that was a real person. <laughs> Listen, man. Like I I don't understand the the basis behind saying that you can't judge a football team on week one when you have literally spent an entire off season prepping for week one. Yeah. Old miss lost or did they beat Indiana? They either lost, they beat Indiana by six without Michael Pennants and their bowl game. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and that's probably like the difference in the conversation is like what you think about old miss. I don't think old miss is very good. I think they're a fringe top 25 team. I think UCF is better than them. We just talked about that. I do not believe someone when they say that Scott Satterfield can lead Louisville to an ACC championship. I think that's laughable. Um, And I get like, you know, I get like maybe we're being a little 
a little um, a little harsh and maybe a little erratic. That's fine. But well, we're being erratic. We're being erratic. Um, our, our, I, no, just, no, no, no. Listen, listen. It's, it's week. It's week one. We're probably being a little erratic. I'm not. No, gonna, listen, funny, I'm mad again, as hell. But but we're probably being a little erratic. I mean, maybe. But it still comes. <laughs> it still comes back to me from a bigger picture thing. Is that there's nothing that you can tangibly grasp and say I'm excited about this. No, they're, they're, I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling with that. Okay, we've got the last. I think these these are going to be the last two. Because yeah, I'm, we have I'm to go in and cap it here. Because I'm going morning. to bed. I'm going to bed at one o'clock. So Daniel and Jonathan are the last two. We're bringing Daniel up. Daniel, you should be up now. How's it going, man? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Am I supposed to be talking? You're supposed to be talking. We can hear all you. All right. Okay. First of all, <clears throat> I hear, uh, what's his name? Chris Hatefield. Chris Hatfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Chris is saying, yeah, man, you, you expect to compete with Ole Miss? Or you, you expect to compete with UCF? UCF beat our best football team we've ever fielded. This is Louisville football. I mean, get your head on straight. Okay. All right, Daniel. All right. All right. No, honestly. Honestly. And you're you're complaining about our uh, Satterfield's recruiting. His recruits are freshmen this year. Are they not? Yeah. Are they not? Who are supposed to be the juniors and seniors this year? Where do those recruit, where do, where do those recruits come from? Who who were recruiting who, against? No, them? okay. Well, well, last recruiting class was the number one recruiting class in Louisville history. Was was it? Was it? No, I think you're making yes, that up, Daniel. Rival. No, Daniel, you're making that up. Number one recruiting class in Louisville history. So they're true freshmen this year. I'm asking you, who are supposed to be the Daniel? And Daniel, I, I'm sorry. I, there is no way that the Charlie Strong classes were were, were not better. I, I just I well, refuse, no, no. Well, they were. to believe that. Fact. No, that there was an actual fact. It's a number. It's the best recruiting class in Louisville history. But that's that's not even the conversation we're having about. We're we're talking. Well, who are supposed to be that? You haven't answered my question. Are you are you going to let who me are talk, or are you just going to continue to yell over me? Because I can. Who are supposed to be the juniors and seniors this year? They're playing on the field. What are you talking about? Who who's it supposed to be the juniors and seniors this year? Okay, I'm um, listen. You're listening about Daniel, the recruiting Daniel, class. Daniel, Daniel, you're complaining hey, about the recruiting class. And hey, Daniel, Daniel, listen, man, I, I want to keep you up. I don't, don't want to be a dick. You just I, no, me. we did not mute you, Daniel. We did not mute you, Daniel. If you, you just want, did it again. That's you're you're making that up. You're sincerely making that up. <laughs> All right, man. Last chance here. I, I'm I'm not trying to get rid of you. Sincerely, everyone can hear this. There's literally forty eight nine people on this. Like, let's let's talk about this calmly. Go ahead. Who are supposed to be the juniors and seniors this year? You you tell me. Go ahead and tell me. Who recruited the juniors and seniors? Bobby Petrino. Yes, and we had like five people come in for those juniors and seniors class, right? And you all are complaining about Satterfield's recruiting and that leads to what we saw on the field tonight. I think I think an issue I think Daniel, I think an issue we're having here is that you are lashing on to one thing here when it's 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 a it's a long which is what Chris just said. It's 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 a long list of issues. Um, if you if you're going to hold the the recruiting against Satterfield here, but then you're also going to be happy about Satterfield in 2019 when it also wasn't his recruits. You can't have that both ways, though. Is my is is my retort to that? 
I don't understand that because we were two and ten the year before, and he won the Music City Bowl with us. Daniel, can I ask you something? Yes. What are you excited about? Wait, who? Wait, who's talking? This is Chris. What are you excited about with Scott Satterfield? Who's talking right now? This is Chris. <laughs> Chris. I've said it for it's the Chris. third time now. What are you excited about with Scott Satterfield? I think he's a great coach. He's a proven winner. What are you excited about what he's doing at Louisville? He had so his recruits are freshmen this year, right? Is you're not right? you're not talking about what you're excited for though, the Daniel. I am. I'm leading into it. So can you agree with me? His recruits are freshmen this year, yes. right? He, he has some that are also sophomores and they're also in their third season. But go ahead, continue. No, they're redshirt freshmen because they got a COVID year. Uh, okay. Okay. Go go ahead. I'm going to let you go. Okay. What did he do his first year? He had a great turnaround season. And where he won a lot of games. He won a have lot we won of that's better than that. What bowl games have we won? That's we're, we're speaking in. We're speaking in. I'm literally asking you a very direct question. What are you excited? I'm about? asking you a direct question. What games have we won? That's better. So than that? you get to ask two. me questions, but I two can't games. ask you questions. Two games. But two you games didn't answer better. my question before you two asked games. me a question. No, wait, wait, wait. But no, no. Let's 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 tease this out. Let's tease this out. So you're saying we've only won two games better than the 2019. Music City Bowl because I could give you ten games. I give you ten games without what bowl games thinking. better. What what better bowl games did we win? Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl. What else? What else we we that? literally won a Gator Bowl over over Miami. You're talking, and then you want to talk about games? We're talking Florida State. We're talking Miami again. We're we're talking hell. We're talking the West Virginia wins. The Florida State wins you, at Florida State. When you said the Gator, when you said the Gator Bowl, did you mean the Russell Athletic? What it's yes, same exact shit. Yes. Okay. Okay, what did that bowl mean? Okay, but let's get on topic. You First made year. the topic. You made the topic. <laughs> okay, we win the Music City Bowl. Second year, what happened? What was weird about that year? What was weird about that Co- year? COVID-19, Daniel. Yes, COVID-19. global pandemic. How many games did we not have our players for? Multiple. Was, yeah, was, it, was that exclusive to Louisville? Compared to the teams you were playing, yes. Was it? Hmm. Yes. Okay. Who were who were missing guys? Everybody we played. Who? Virginia Tech was missing tons of people when we played them. Who? Who were they missing? Because we were missing our whole defense that game. Everybody we played was missing. Everybody them, was Daniel. missing people. Come on who, now. Who, you got to start with being a logical point or missing? we can't have a conversation. Who are they missing? I don't know off the top of my head, dude. I can go look <laughs> it up for you. It's, it's twelve fifty-five, Daniel. We're, we we don't we don't know exact stats it's right now, bro. And you all started this, Whoops. and half of your listeners look like they're UK fans too. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Let's. What, what's your what's your last point, dude? Because uh, this has been fun. What's my last point? Yeah. What what what? Any any last points before before we move on? So this season's a failure to you all? No no one is saying no one has said the words quote this season is a failure. People are you're cons- you're, th- you're little whatever this is called is called sat out. So you want question to fire the mark, coach. Question mark sat out. But it's you all question. want to fire the you, you still never answer my Chris question, Hayfield Daniel. Want to fire Satterfield? <laughs> listen, Daniel. Daniel, listen. Are you, no, he's, what, he, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's here's gone. The, here's my thing to Daniel on that is uh, 
like, come on, we're, we're, we're trying to entice, we're trying to entice the listenership folks. <laughs> no, he, he's gone. We got it. We got a palate cleanse. We got a palate cleanse. The, the, the villains, the villains, the official student section. I think it's fair that this is the last call we take, Chris. The official student section of the University of Louisville is requesting to join the Twitter space. I think we should palate cleanse with this. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? The villains. Yeah. Can you hear me? We can hear you. You're on the bus on the way home, aren't you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am on the bus on the way home. What's your name, man? What's your name? Ethan. This is Ethan Sprouse. Ethan Sprouse. What yeah. did you think of Daniel? Um, what did you guys say about Daniel, man? Dude, was that guy like Sat's nephew or something? I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, I that mean, was a little odd. He was like, I was confused what he was arguing. Is he, was he arguing for mediocrity? Is that what he wants? Or, or I'm you, really you, sure you tell us, Ethan. You, t- you tell us, man. I don't even know how to really respond odd. to that. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Well, you guys did a great job keeping your cool. I mean, I would have. I don't know what I would have done if I was doing that. Yeah. Anyways, though, here's the deal. This is not 2015. When, if you all remember, we played Auburn in this exact same game. Correct. We lost. But what was the takeaway? Wow, we have a lot of good young talent. We have lots of good receivers. We have a promising young quarterback. We have a good future ahead of us. We are excited about the season still. This is not the case. What? Who is our promising young quarterback of the future? Who's committed? Who? Who's on the roster that's going to re- end up replacing? Malik's not going to be here forever. And he didn't do great tonight, unfortunately. Right. Um, I, I'm not seeing much to be excited about um the first season that's what everyone keeps going back to it was obviously great but that was with all of bobby's talent and i i, I think maybe that roster wasn't as bad as we thought it was i mean tutu atwell des fitzpatrick JV of course Hawkins. yeah i mean maybe it wasn't maybe they really did check out i know it kind of became a cliche but it's seeming like we're just getting worse and worse. I mean, guys, let's think about this. Even before Lamar Jackson, we were winning eight, nine games a year in the ACC. We were competing for the playoff a few years ago. This program can be in a better spot than it's in right now. We can't accept mediocrity. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna be sitting here cool with this, cool with are we going to compete with UCF in year three? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I no, don't just... ever want to I don't ever want to hear the words that I'm excited to see Louisville football play a close game with UCF at home. Like, I, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, as far as you're like quarterback of the future, um, I do think that Louisville might get Caleb Johnson. Maybe that happens. Uh, maybe he's talented. I, I don't know. Like people like him a lot. So and I will be in fair fairness to Scott there. Um, maybe that's a good grab, but yeah, um, to your larger point, something that we've repeated over and over again is that there's not one aspect that we can really grasp and say, Hey, we're really, really excited about this part. It's not recruiting. It's not defense. It's not offense. It's not, it's nothing. And that's kind of what we keep coming back to. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. And it's how do we have faith that he's going to land a quarterback? Because we thought we were going to get Chubba Purdy. We had T. Webb. <laughs> we had Luke McCaffrey. 
for some reason the staff has a quarterback problem. I, I don't understand. The NFL That's a great point. Was just was yeah. just a Louisville quarterback. <laughs> you, you should be able to easily get a quarterback come to this school right now. It it's, doesn't make sense. To me. <laughs> I th- I think that's a great point. I, I I'm I. It's kind of wild. It took us that long to get to this. It's like, you know, I like I said, like I I have some faith in in uh, in Malik Cunningham, but. The fact that it's it should be super easy to recruit a quarterback to Louisville right now. That's that's an incredible point, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I just I don't want us to get to a place where we because I mean I grew up. I'm 22. Louisville football has only been really good in my life, with the exception right. of the one, two, and ten year of and course. the Craig Cope years when I was in like elementary school. I'm used to us <laughs> winning eight, nine, ten games a yeah. year, basically. Yeah. But and we can't we can't get to a point where we're accepting to be like Kentucky, where we're just a doormat in our conference. <laughs> I mean, that's not where we want to be. I grew up. We never lost the. That one's for that one's for Nick Tank. That one's for Nick Tank. We're not going to be a doormat, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate Shout it, out Ethan. To UK fans listening, we love you guys, Ethan. Ethan, this that was awesome. Um, any any last words before before we we shut this down on your end? Uh, I mean, just keep coming to games. The worst thing we can do as fans is to just shut down and give up on our school and our and the players. Uh, don't hate on the kids. They're trying. 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's hard to be a student athlete. Don't hate on the kids. Don't blame this on the kids. So, Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Ethan, Ethan, safe travels home, man. And uh, you guys get some rest on that bus. That is uh, – enjoy that Enjoy that Waffle House at 6.35 a.m. Um, or that Denny's. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward – That Denny's. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to downing an all-star special in the middle of Tennessee in a few hours. <laughs> Respect, Killing brother. Man. Respect. That was awesome, Ethan. Uh, thank you so much. Um, but what he, what he, what he talks about, though. I know we kind of want to wrap things up here in a little bit. Yeah. But what, what he talks about, like being twenty-two years old and being, you know, kind of really bought into the program. That is, that's the fear, man. Yeah, man. The gen- generation behind them is that if you're just used to losing and losing and losing, and you can't get a coach in here that has some success and you can't get a basketball coach in here that's you know regularly making the ncaa tournament winning a game in the ncaa tournament is it just turns into apathy and then you have a generation of fans who aren't really growing up and gross in athletics and mobile basketball and mobile football and i think that's like the biggest fear for me is that the instability that we have right now um it's scary, dude. Like it, it really is. We it's, need it's, it. We need it more than anything. We need it, Scott Snyder, for the win this game. It, it's it's really funny <laughs> to hear him. It's really funny to hear Ethan talk, where he's like, literally. There's I like been that. Like I like three, that perspective. There's been like three bad years in his life of like his like grown life of watching Louisville football, where we we talk about Louisville basketball and like. There's been what, like, like six ish, like bad years, um, like, well, by Louisville basketball standards, but yeah. you know, like years where it's not been fun to be a Louisville basketball fan, and it's wild to think about it for sure. Um, any, anything else? I think we have one more, but Patrick, man, I think we're, I think we're pretty tapped out, bro. Yeah, I think we're capped, man. After, after we're capped. Da- da- Daniel gave my last bit of energy, I had to, um, I had to deliver on him. And then, I don't know, I, Patrick. It, it, we we will. I, I will send you a DM, man, and we'll we'll get you in on the next one. The very first, you'll be the very first call on the next one, man. Um, but this is Chris. Anything else before we wrap this up? No, nah, man. This was awesome. 
Um, this was thank un- you guys. Was, There's a lot of people listening tonight that have never heard the podcast. Um, we do a podcast when we don't cancel it and we actually record it. <laughs> um, so check us out. What high school did you go to? Um, it's oh, pretty good. I, I, yeah, definitely. It's it's in each of our our profiles, so you should be able to find it pretty easily. Uh, this this was this was kind of unbelievable. I kind of I kind of enjoyed the living hell out of this. Um, we'll we'll do it again for sure. We'll do it again. Yeah, man, Chris. This thank you as always. Uh, thanks as always to everyone. And um, this hopefully someone is listening. To this I, I, I've been told. I've looked up. There's a way to download these. Um, hopefully I figured that out and you're listening to this on uh, a podcast device. Honestly, we need to redo the intro and put Daniel in it of our (laughs) podcast. So if if there's a guy, we will, we will find a way to download and clip Chris Hatefield. And that, that'll be in the intro. That'll be the only podcast with Gabe Diverge and Chris Hatefield. (laughs) I'm going to, forever I'm, I'm gonna take that down uh thank you guys for hanging out this was this was an incredible time go cards we we will be back we 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 will do this again this is amazing have a good one guys thanks chris